Hello and welcome to Season 9, Episode 2 of Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. My name is Isabel Salaji, and I am so excited to be your host today. In this week's episode, we will be covering the major topics in campus news, and one of our staff writers, Katie Gurley, will be bringing you a special feature story on campus safety. But before that, let's dive into this week's headlines. The second week of the fall 2022 semester is now well underway. This semester, Long Beach State has seen a 30% decrease in online classes as compared to the fall 2021 semester and an overall increase in student enrollment. According to the CSUB Office of Public Records, Long Beach State's enrollment is now at 38,200 students, and that is readily apparent by how busy campus is and how difficult it is to find parking. Long Beach State has announced that Ted Katawaki will serve as the Interim Executive Director of Athletics starting on September 1st. Katawaki will be filling the role vacated by Andy Fee, who served as Beach Athletics Director since April 2017. Katawaki previously served as the Beach Athletics Fiscal Manager from 1998 to 2005 and as Long Beach State's Associate Vice President of Budget and Administration through October 2020. Katawaki is expected to serve as Interim Athletics Director through summer 2023, at which point the university plans on recruiting a new permanent athletics director. Week of Welcome kicks off tomorrow, August 30th at 11 a.m. along the Central Quad and Speakers platform. According to Beach Pride Events, about 280 organizations are slated to participate in the event, the most in recent years. The organizations will be at tables ordered in different categories to help students find what interests them. Week of Welcome will take place both on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And those are this week's headlines. We go now to Katie Gurley for this week's feature story. Hello everyone, my name is Katie Gurley and I am the special host of today's episode. Usually you can find me inside the newsroom writing for the Daily 49er, but today I come to you as a student. I come as a student who is unclear of the COVID-19 mask guidelines that the school has supposedly enforced, let alone how unprepared administration is to uphold the directions that they created. Since last school year, over 38,000 students have returned or started their academic journey to Long Beach State amid still being in a pandemic. During the 2021-2022 school year, administration was doing well with encouraging students, staff, and faculty to get vaccinated or complete the free COVID-19 test taken next to the bookstore. Throughout the school year, We constantly received emails reminding students to complete the pre-screening surveys before heading to campus. Also, it was required to complete it if you wanted to participate in most ASI events. During that time period, COVID-19 cases were steadily decreasing. According to the World Health Organization, also known as WHO, the number of COVID-19 cases and deaths continued to decline since the end of March 2022 globally. The number of COVID-19 cases had decreased with a 16% decline during the week of March 28th through April 3rd, 2022. The number of weekly deaths also decreased sharply under 43% as compared to the previous week. Over 9 million cases and over 26,000 new deaths were reported and all the regions showed decreasing trends both in the number of new weekly cases and new weekly deaths. To sum it up, Cases were slowly declining and mask restrictions became an optional at most places in Los Angeles County and were only suggested at some institutions like K-12 schools, colleges, work, and public transportation. Since April, masks have not been mandated to return by the state of California. 
Masks are optional at this point, and it is very unclear if Cal State Long Beach even requires them. You would think the spike in cases during the month of July would help enforce masks, but just like Jordan Peele's movie, nope. In an article by the Sacramento Bee, the California Department of Public Health reported the statewide test positivity rate at 15% compared to the 13.2% weeks before in July. The rate is the largest the state has seen since January and has increased steadily since early April as new, more transmissible variants grow. The Sacramento Bee also says the BA5 Omicron subvariant now accounts for over half the COVID-19 cases in the United States and the CDC region containing California. The Omicron variant is definitely a factor in terms of the cause of new COVID-19 cases here in California. The crazy part is that it is not the only variant spreading. Monkeypox has become a problem not just in California, but here locally. Some of the early cases of the monkeypox surge this year occurred right here in Long Beach. Matter of fact, Long Beach is considered the top 10 cities in California that has the most monkeypox cases as of today. On August 2nd, it was reported that a child contracted monkeypox in Long Beach, and it was announced shortly after Los Angeles County declared a temporary state of emergency. Dr. Anissa Davis, city health officer, said in a Long Beach announcement shortly after the case was announced, while news of a pediatric case may cause alarm, please remember that monkeypox is still rare, is much more difficult to get than COVID-19 and other common childhood illnesses, and is rarely dangerous. Even though Long Beach follows its own health guidelines, the city is complying with Los Angeles County in terms of rolling out the monkeypox vaccines. Monkeypox vaccines are currently available to following high-risk groups like gay or bisexual men and transgender people who had multiple or anonymous sex partners in the last 14 days or, as added recently, skin-to-skin or intimate contact, such as kissing and hugging, with persons at least from large venues and from the past 14 days. With all this being said, Isn't it weird how the public officials stated that the LGBTQ community, amongst other groups, are the people that relate to the monkeypox spread, even though pediatric cases have been confirmed? Hmm. Yeah, something to think about. On the contrary, while the majority of cases are among men who have sex with men, the chief medical officer with APLA Health says monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted disease and anyone can get the virus as seen in that pediatric case. It's not a gay disease. The activities are activities that we all do. Cuddling, sex, dancing, kissing, Davis said. What has the campus done to accommodate students' health, safety, and safely? You like that, huh? In an email sent to students by President Jane Close Connolly on August 10th, she gives updates on health, safety, and precautions being taken on campus. She says, Dear Beach Community, In light of the ongoing wave of COVID-19 infections from the current dominant variant, until further notice, our campus will continue to require facial coverings in many indoor spaces. These environments include classrooms and labs, the student health center, child care centers, public transit, shared offices and conference rooms, and close contacted interactions such as desktop support, advising, counseling, 
and library consultations. And then she gives on more advice on reaching the centers of disease control and prevention along with our own student health services. Which leads me to another following email that she made on our first week of school on August 23rd. She remarks, We continue to require that facial recoverings be worn in close contact areas, including classrooms, labs, and other congested indoors areas, said President Connolly. Complete details are on our COVID-19 information website. We continue this approach because there has been a small spike in on-campus cases. We will, however, continue to monitor regional transmission rates, transmissions on campus, and the availability of forthcoming boosters to assess appropriate changes to our facial covering protocols later in the term. Thankfully, our institution leaders are vigilant and are updating us on COVID-19 and other health concerns. The real issue is that there's confusion on what to follow. Personally, when I see some teachers not wearing masks while instructing a class, they influence other students to not wear masks either, whether they're vocal or not. As a student, if I see a teacher doing something, I'm more than likely to follow them, right? It is an issue, and breaking some of the mask mandate guidelines as President Connolly provided and state to be followed. Majority of students and faculty still take precautions while indoors and will provide masks and sanitizers for those who need it. But I can't help but notice those who simply don't care about not wearing masks around campus. When outdoors, do whatever you feel like doing. I like to say the doing, do you boo. Take a breather while releasing your masks, even for a bit. That's cool, I do it too. I take off my mask occasionally when I'm outside, you know, cause we all deserve fresh air, we all deserve to eat, drink, all that good stuff. But just be mindful. But don't go inside without it unless you're eating or consuming a beverage. If you bring down a mandate and then nobody does it, your mandate becomes a joke. What does that mean for you going forward, said Andrew Neumer, Associate Professor of Public Health at UC Irvine. It is very relevant and I would not be surprised if mask mandate get lifted at schools and institutions like ours in a few weeks at this point because it is unclear to follow directions. In the meantime, utilize campus resources like our student health services. Many programs they specialize are usually at low cost or free for students. Yes, for free. <laughs> Those fees you pay every school year are beneficial for services like this. Some of the primary care health services that they call for students at no cost or at reduced prices are such as included x-rays, immunizations, lab tests, reproductive care family packs, medical care for acute illness, and injury. And they don't want you to book your appointment tomorrow. They want you to most likely book it today. And you can reach them at multiple ways. So you can reach them by phone, 562-985-4771. You can reach them on the Cal State Long Beach website, www.csulb.edu. And they're open from Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 a.m. through 5 p.m. And on Wednesdays, 9 a.m. through 5 p.m. And they're located on Beach Drive, Miriam Way. Take advantage of this information and the free testing available by the Campus Bookstore. That's there daily, by the way. And stay safe out there because even with declining cases, we are still in a pandemic for a reason. Think about that. Be that change and follow mask guidelines until told otherwise. Don't be afraid to confront your teachers too if you feel uncomfortable, and I mean it too.
don't be afraid. I feel as students, we feel intimidated to tell our teachers if we feel uncomfortable with situations or not, you know, to not get embarrassed and things like that. But it's 2022. We got to keep ourselves safe and each other safe. And I'm pretty sure the teachers are more than likely able to accommodate for you. And don't forget to do simple tasks like washing your hands, covering your mouth while sneezing, and social distance when needed. On that note, thank you for tuning in. This has been your co-host, Katie Gurley. Take care and go Beach! And that does it for this week's episode of Beach Weekly. To read up on the stories we covered today and much more, head on over to daily49er.com. And be sure to give us a follow on our socials at daily49er to ensure that you don't miss out on the latest campus news. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll meet you back here next Monday.